RSL beat top-ranked Montreal on the road, and Saverino is coming to town. You're listening to Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake soccer podcast. Welcome back to Here at the Riot. This is Josh. And this is Dax. And we won last week. I'm just going to come come right out and say it. RSL won in Montreal. Is that their first? No, there is their second road win because they beat New England in the, in the snow. Se- second road win against a um, really good team this season. This so, was what you call a statement game. Yeah, put <laughs> put some respect next to RSL's name. They they can they can do good things. Am I right? Yeah. Holds up it was, peace sign. I've got nothing really negative to say, you know. It's just all positive vibes right now. Yeah, I think that Josh and I both agree that this is one of the best offensive showings from RSL um, that we've probably seen this season. Um, it, it was it was it was a really good um, performance from them. Yeah, wasn't it nice uh, that we were creating so many chances? And we it didn't feel like we were chasing the game. That, like, Even though we were, I mean, we were, but like, it, it, it didn't feel like we. Um, what's what, what's the word I'm looking for? It did, it felt like we were in control, which yeah. is is kind of strange because, mm-hmm. um, and we'll get into this in a second. But RSL went down in the first minute uh, to a goal from Georgi Mihailovic. Um, Mihailovic, what? It's Mihailovic, isn't it? Sure. Did I miss? Did I mispronounce his name? Mikhailovich. Mikhailovich. <laughs> hey man, he just got called into the U.S. men's national team. We so. we will win this for Mother Russia. I don't I don't know how to pronounce his first name. To be honest with you, I but thought I, it was Georgie. I thought it was Jordi. Maybe. But, I mean, well, it goes DJ. O R D J E. So I feel like they'd be the same sound, but you know, I don't speak Russian or wherever his name comes from. Yeah, I'm just saying it how most of the announcers say it, but well, announcers sorry, also sorry, get names wrong. Sorry, too. I don't know how the announcers say it. <laughs> Once you go to all the games. Uh, well, I mean, he I he definitely deserves the call because Montreal's been doing very well. Um, as of late, yeah. he's been one of the main forces behind it. So, you know, kudos to him um, for getting called back up because he was on the Olympic roster that didn't qualify, right? Um, but, sure. yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the last time he played. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, as, as U.S. fans, we're excited to see him play for us. We are excited, <laughs> but not when he's playing for Montreal against RSL. Yeah, then we want him to go down. Want him to be pure garbage. Just kidding. 
but like not really. <laughs> we just want us to be better. Yes, we want RSL to be slightly better and win. Um, so one thing that I think we need to correct from last episode is that uh, we were talking about whether we, we hope to see Caldwell start ahead of Everton um, in this game, but Caldwell was out on yellow card accumulation. Um, so that's why he wasn't there. And honestly, the, the Ross, the game day roster was very light, like super light. Yeah. There were, what was it? Like seven subs. Yeah. If even that, and like all of them were midfield or defense, except for Rubio Rubin. That was something that Dunny mentioned multiple times. It was like, if you're RSL, the only person you can put in at this point to to try and, you know, win this game is Ruby over Bean. And I was like, like, I, I saw that and I was like, yeah, okay. But also, like, we were in so in control of this game that I wasn't worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you kind of felt like it was going to happen um, at some point, meaning that they were going to you know, level the game and then, of course, pull ahead and score just because, I mean, the only chances Montreal really had were at the very beginning when they scored and also the uh, goal that was ruled off sides. Um, those were really the only two chances, the only ones they that... Had, they had another header on frame Oh yeah, right after our first goal, but it wasn't... It wasn't... Um... It wasn't like a great chance, like it went right to McMath, and then the last one was the free kick they had. Oh yeah, that went off. That he like kinda, yeah that that he kind of jumped. He bobbled it. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, that may have gone off the post. Um, but I mean, yeah, those are your your four chances mm-hmm. essentially. Now RSL, I think, had a lot of chances. Um, they, I mean, just, just based on pure shots, they outshot, um, Montreal 13 to eight. Um, but they had a lot of chances that I think didn't even make it on the score sheet if we're, if we're being honest. And that kind of brings up the question of, uh, where, what, what do we do with Bobby Wood? Do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There were a lot of dangerous attacks that we didn't get a shot off. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Bobby Wood's struggling a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the finishing isn't quite there, but he is getting into good positions, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm I can't be too negative right now, Dax. Like, oh my gosh, Josh can't be positive. negative. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, like that. That is how good I feel about this team right now. I'm just like, like Bobby Wood's gonna figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's had moments of pure class, and he's had moments of <laughs> what the crap was that? Um, and I, I think that the way this roster is coming together the way the direction we're moving. Uh, we're going to get the pure class Bobby Wood eventually. We're going to take him and ring him out 
like a wet washcloth and <laughs> all that's gonna come out is pure class yeah just like pure class i don't know i why. just feel like with a little more because this is it's not like every game he gets a ton of opportunities to combine with people like mm -hmm. obviously there's training and everything but then we get into the game setting and a lot of times the service isn't what you would like it to be mm -hmm. uh so i i think it'll come together you know well and then obviously ruby over beans a great option if we you know decide to rotate a little bit but i'm not overly worried yeah. um definitely i think bobby wood was the one that struggled the most this match i i think that's fair to say um yeah and that kind of begs the question we're we're, we're probably going to talk about formations a little uh later on in the podcast but um with the two striker formation um sometimes you get the, the the two strikers that occupy the same space or they make the same runs um and i think that maybe um bobby wood might be kind of tripping over Cordova and, and vice versa because there were some times in that game where they made the same Man. runs or they mm -hmm. just like were in the same space or sometimes they even like ran into each other like yeah that that one was squarely on Cordova's shoulders like yeah that could have that could have been the Bobby Wood goal you know yeah uh everyone that's listening if you watch the game it was uh when we had a great chance and Cordova was bobbing and weaving and the ball got kind of poked out just a little bit and he went to recover it and Bobby Wood was winding up for a shot and he had a, you know, everything was setting up perfectly right at the 18 yard line. And I'm sure he called Cordova off and Cordova just grabbed it anyways. And Bobby Wood <laughs> took a tumble <laughs> Yeah, they basically just ran. They just ran into yeah. each other, and it's like I was, hmm. I was literally screaming at the TV, like, "Leave it!" <laughs> and then Cordova just didn't. Um, I, I think we ended up getting a shot out of it, anyways. Like Justin Mir and put it over the crossbar. I think you're but, right. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, and part of that is just chemistry. Yeah, we've rotated so much with injuries with roster additions, all that jazz. Um, you know, maybe if Wood and Cordova play together more, that happens less. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, that, I had forgotten about that moment. That was, <laughs> given I mean, the result, I look back and laugh at that. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, um, and I think you're right. It does have a lot to do with chemistry. And for your strikers, you want them to be, you know, to a certain extent, hungry, you know, confident, willing to, you know, take shots whenever they can. Um, so I don't think it's a bad thing that Bobby Wood went, went after that shot, went, that both of them went after that that loose ball. Um, yeah, but, you no, know, you're you're definitely right. And that was another thing. Uh, that we saw from Cordova that maybe hasn't been there. Bobby Wood's always been hungry 
for goals, probably the most so of anyone on this team, uh, barring Krylock, uh, <laughs> who hasn't really been playing. Yeah. But you can't fault Wood for not, you know, going for goal. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, the getting there hasn't always been the best, but he's always looking to score, right? Cordova, it's been almost the opposite, where he's, like, doing really great things, and then he just, like... He lacks the finishing product, which, in this game, he finally found. He Yeah, he did, and he mm-hmm. also had other chances Yes, where, like, you could tell that he it was almost just, like, a mental thing, where he was just like, I want to score this game, and then he did. Yep. <laughs> He was he was you know actively searching for that goal. And, um, yeah, but before we move off of Bobby Wood, we can we can get on to Cordova in a second. But before we move off of Bobby Wood, um, there were there were a couple of times that you were like, okay, maybe instead of you wanted him to be a little little more aggressive and take the shot instead of uh, you know being being uh, not not selfish and, and giving it up. And if you remember this, this one opportunity where basically they were hitting on the counter and Bobby Wood was, he, he, he was going and he got into the 18 and Pablo Ruiz is making a run uh, on his, uh, on his right. And he just tries to pass the ball over to him, but it was, it was just didn't have enough power on it. And it ended up the Montreal defender ended up, uh, getting control of it and taking it out. Yeah, that um, was right at the end of the game. Right? That was right at the end of the game. And I'm like, okay, I understand that it's not, you know, maybe it's not your night in terms of shooting. Um, but, I mean, I I mean, and it was the, I, 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 I think you can argue that it was a good, like, it was the right decision for him to pass it. But just, like, a little more, um, like, purpose, I think. Yeah. Either either you take it in and you 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 shoot so you you score yourself, or you need to pass that ball with purpose instead of, you know, what he did, and you know it could have been could have been three one, instead of two one. You know, it was it was it was a great opportunity that was wasted. I guess. Yeah, that play for me kind of reminds me of the Austin. Red card situation, where. In that Austin game, it almost felt like Bobby was trying to bait the foul a yeah. little bit, um, and and then in this one, you know, he has a one-on-one with the keeper and he likes to pass it instead. And I'm not saying that's a bad decision, mm-hmm. but I think that's just indicative of a striker that's a little low on confidence right now. Like I think an informed striker takes that shot himself mm-hmm. um and yeah you know it it wasn't it wasn't great <laughs> there's no other way to say it but i think he'll get there and and i think with you know how he was playing during that game i understand why he passed it because i mean some sometimes it's just not your day and you need to you know accept that and and, and move on um but I mean, it, yeah, it is. It is something to kind of question moving forward, um, with you know, what like with with a lot of the changes that are happening, with some of the players that are arriving, and things like that. So 
it'll be interesting to see what we actually end up doing um, with the with the whole striker situation, the formation as as a whole. Yeah, I can't wait to see what we do. <laughs> um, so many directions we could go with that. <laughs> honestly, yeah. So um, let, let's just kind of go over go over the game a little bit um, and kind of talk about who like who were who were the bright spots and who um who who are really excited to see in the future so one one person that i think we need to mention um who has been really really good as of late is michael chang um he had a, a goal against austin in the you know their previous win and then the game winning assist um in this game um which was pure class. It was pure class. I mean, the <laughs> the assist was better than the finish, in my opinion. Just, oh my, and oh, I, dude, I don't know if you remember this, but there was one time where Chang was like, he, oh, what happened? I think so. Like Miram passes it to Chang, like in the box, and he like fakes the shot. And you literally see one of the Montreal defenders just like flying in the air to block it, but like he he basically like falls over trying to block it, and then Chang just like dribbles it down and, and passes it to Bobby Wood, which I think Bobby Wood just took the shot at like and it went was right at the keeper, but I was like, dude, but uh, Chang had had that guy in in the palm of his hand. I, I'm I'm sad I don't remember his name. I'm gonna look up his name right now, but I mean, what? He had him on skates. He had him on skates. Yeah, that that is that's part. <laughs> that's a perfect analogy. Let's see, Johnston, Alistair Johnston, uh-huh. just completely had him at his mercy, and I mean, he's just been doing really well. Um, so what do you think is kind of the the re like the reason behind that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Chank's been a guy that's been around a while. Uh, to be honest, I think for him, the biggest thing has just been like uh, consistent playing time. Yeah, and like he's definitely grown into the role. Um. He's got a goal and four assists on the season. Um, So him and Ruiz are tied for the assist leaders on RSL. Uh, I've been saying it forever that I think he's one of the best passers on the team. I still stand by that. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's he's just... This is the best we've seen Mm -hmm. from him. And, you know, could keep going up. Who knows? And he, I mean, he really deserves that starting spot right now. Um, yeah, and and I mean, that's one of the big questions with Savarino coming in. You know, uh, what is that going to look like? It is, I I would hate to see, you know, Chang not in that starting eleven because mm-hmm. right now, like, he's been arguably our best attacking option. So he's been very dynamic. Um, in the attack, and he's been a great addition. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see um, where 
he ends up. And also, I think while we're on the subject, um, Jasper Loffelsund. Um, so in the Austin game, he started as a, as a central midfielder, and we're like, okay, let's let's kind of see how this how this plays out. Um, and then he um, in the Austin game, he he was he was paired alongside Caldwell, if if I'm not mistaken, right? Because uh, Pablo Ruiz was out with uh, yellow card accumulation, um, and then Cal- with Caldwell out on yellow card accumulation, uh, we were like, okay, what's like? Are we gonna go back to uh, Pablo and Everton? Like, what what's it gonna look like? And we stuck with uh, Pablo and Loffelson. We stuck with, stuck with Loffelson in the midfield, and I think he did a really good job. There was a really good balance you know between like who was getting up and who was staying back um he provided uh defensive stability along with uh pablo ruiz um so does it look like he's gonna be a regular um addition in the midfield for right now and like what happens when when Krylock comes back i don't know but it he he really impressed uh in their last game against montreal yeah he looked great. Um, I I won't lie. When I saw the starting lineup, I was concerned about our defensive stability in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and that first goal, uh, it I mean it was fantastic build up play for Montreal. Yeah, and I don't think it was really any one player's mistake. Uh, but if anyone, if you had to pick someone. Loffelson probably got burned the worst. Yeah. Um, on the Montreal goal, but barring that, the rest of the game he was fantastic. He's pretty solid. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, some people are out there online asking the questions. You know, oh, should Loffelson be starting now? I think once we get Crylock back and the midfield's healthy, I don't think. Loffelson's going to be starting. Um, I do think he will be regularly getting minutes from mm-hmm. here on out. I mean, it's been happening all season. I think it will continue to happen even when people get healthy. He can play basically anywhere, and he has a ton of energy. Yeah. He's always running, and I think he's pretty dang creative, to be honest. Yeah, um, I agree with that. So yeah, a a huge bright spot. Um, he came out of nowhere this season. <laughs> so thought. so one thing with that, um, I think that Loff like one thing that Loffelson has made me realize is that um, we could actually we could we could possibly make the four four two work. Um, and that's really interesting because I'm a big fan of the four four two. I think that. It is a it is a, a great formation, and especially with the pieces that they have right now, it could be you know with like Anderson, Julio, Ruby Rubin on the bench, and then also with Savarino, it could be a you know a great formation with all of the pieces that they have. Um, but one concern that we've always had is like how are we going to manage the midfield? Are we going to have enough defensive stability um, with just Pablo and some other midfielder? in are we going to have enough defensive stability to kind of 
you know, stand out in, in these games. And I think that Lawfulson in this game proved that we can do that. So maybe when Krylock comes back, we still play a four four two or maybe even a three four three, depending on on the day. Um, but I think that um, Lawfulson helped prove or at least give give me some confidence in the idea that we can have four in the midfield. Yeah. Yeah, and something that I've also noticed that I think may be helping out with this is um, our other attacking players have been really, really good about choosing when to press. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, is something. Yeah, that's something I really like. They were, they were. Um... They they really turned up the the high pressure. They were they were holding a high line in the Montreal game, um, and I think that was deliberate because I know that Montreal has had some troubles building out of the back, um, but that was really nice to see as well. Yeah, and I think that that is something that uh, we should be crediting the players, but also Pablo Mascherini, mm-hmm. um, because that's something that the analysts talk about a lot. Like, oh, how. How often does a team press? You know, you have your typical high-pressing teams like Philadelphia Union and Red Bulls that will sit back, defend, press, and then hit you on the counter, yeah. that type of thing. Um, we don't press all the time. I don't even think we're, like, in the top ten in the league in pressing, but we seem to pick our moments very well, um, and we also have the personnel uh, I think to make that really effective, Chang is probably the best attacking player uh, we have that is just really great at winning the ball back. But even we've seen Justin Miram doing it recently. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. Picking, yeah, and like crazy. We, the coordination we have to make that happen. Like if you had told me that Justin Miram would be picking people's pockets and winning the ball back and working super hard defensively at the beginning of the season, I would not have believed it. Um, and, at, you know, small sample size, but the last few games, it's been really, really good. So so with that in mind, do you think that we're going to see more of the high press, or do you think it's going to be kind of a situational thing? I think it'll stay situational. Okay. I don't think it's uh, I think it will always be in the game plan – but it'll be opportunistic. Yeah. I don't think we're going to go out and try and press really hard every single game. Uh, but, like, when the matchup is right, or if we're playing against a team that's down a man. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, that makes sense. We've shown that we can we can be pretty good at it when we want to be. So, Put some respect next to our name. <laughs> Do it. Um, all right. So, um, one thing, uh, we should mention is that, uh, Chris Kaplan, his name's Chris, right? Yes. Chris, Chris, I think so. Christopher, Chrissy, whatever he chooses to go by. Um, I hope he doesn't want to go by Chrissy. Chrissy Kaplan. Play. He, he (laughs) subbed in off, he off the bench. Um, in this last game against Montreal. Interestingly enough, he played as a wing. So he came in for Justin Miram, and I, I mean, 
correct me if, if I'm wrong, but he looked to be playing in front of Andrew Brody. Yeah, I think he was. So, I know there. I know. I know. We were talking about. Oh, is he going to come in as a, um, as a center back, and we can do three in the back. Um, we still don't know, but we do know that he can play wing. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was just in for defensive stability. I don't know, but yeah, that's lean towards that. Uh, but we have. I'm pretty sure Pablo has said in an interview that. Uh, Cablon can play anywhere. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> but but I think it was, you know, we were trying to kill the game. Yeah. Um, a defensive-minded substitute. I mean, he came in at what, like the 86th minute or something? It was pretty late, yeah. Yeah, pretty late. Um, yeah, so, you know, he got his debut. It was nice to see him out there. Uh, yeah. He not... got burned pretty bad, like, right off the bat, but mm-hmm. I'm not putting too much stock into that. Yeah, there's there's not much to report <laughs> in terms of, like, how he played. Yeah. Um, you know, whether we'll see him. I don't think he's going to start over Brody anytime soon. Um, but a good a good option off the bench. Mm-hmm. So, the moment we've all been waiting for. Jefferson Saverino has landed in Utah earlier today. Today's Tuesday when we're recording this. Earlier today, Jefferson Saverino arrived with his family at the airport. Yep. What are your initial thoughts, Josh? Well, my initial thought was I heard about it, so I went to their Instagram, and I saw the pictures, and then I thought, wow, that would honestly really bug me. They've probably just been on a long flight, uh-huh. And it's not just him, it's like his family's his family. there. And it looks like he has a really young kid. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows how that flight went, right? Yeah. Uh and the second he lands and walks in, they're like it looked like there were fans waiting yeah. there for him, which I'm like, yes, we're very excited and I I kind of think that's awesome, but I also kind of think that if I were yes Jefferson, I would be like, man, I'm tired yeah Just i, I want to sleep bro yeah like get some like right now is is now the best time mm-hmm. uh but like man they had full-on cameras set up on the tripods like they they had the cavalry there for his arrival um yeah no, everyone is very stoked yeah i us included because you know i i i knew i i heard like the something from like the rsl soapbox or something like that like okay, he's going to be here on Tuesday. Like, that's when his flight gets here. I'm like, okay. And then I, like, saw on Twitter earlier today, they're like, Jefferson Sovereign is, is landing today. Let's go to the airport and make sure that he feels what I'm like, oh, shoot, they're going to the airport. Like, like I, I didn't think they were gonna they were going to do that. I thought he was just going to land and be like, all right, he's there. No, they, like, went to the airport and waited outside the gate for him. Um, yeah, talk about uh, pressure. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, yay, he's back. And, like, fans are taking selfies with him and things like that, so. Um, yeah. But, so, they RSL has announced that um, this game on Saturday against the Houston Dynamo, which I will be attending. So excited. Um, yes, I'm excited for you. Also very jealous. Yes, and... Th- 
they've they've announced that this is going to be Jefferson Saverino's first game back. So, so, so they confirmed that he's going to play. Yes. Well, so the re the this what I'm saying is that I got an email from RSL Tickets, and they're like. This will Jefferson Savarino will be back at the riot for this game, so make sure to buy tickets. So, so hmm. we know that he's. I, I mean, I think he'll there. play, but let's see. He will be in the stadium. <laughs> I, I I will read this verbatim. Saturday, May twenty eighth, will mark the return of fan favorite Jefferson Savarino. We want to celebrate his homecoming with a sold out Rio Tinto. Um, stadium. Because you have helped... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they just go on the fifth consecutive sellout, whatever. But the point is, I think we can expect Jefferson to play on Saturday. I don't think he'll yeah. start. I think he will come in off the bench around the 60th minute. Okay, yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. I'm I'm 50-50, you think he might start? On that front. I think he might start. I would not be surprised. I mean, he, he is in kind of an interesting situation how, I mean, he played for the team, what, three years ago, five years ago? Something like that. There are new faces, but there are also people here yeah. I, yeah, that he's, he's played with before. He's played with know? Demir. He's played with Everton. He's played with Silva. He's played with Glad. Like, what about... Was Ruiz here when Maybe. Saverino was here? I don't know. He, I don't know. I can't remember if like, those two overlap. The core of the team is still there. Um, yeah. So he, I mean, I mean, Rusnak's not there. I know they played together. Him and Krylock played together, although, you know, we don't know if Krylock's going to play or not. Um, so, like, he has, he has, it's not like a brand new team that they need to, you know, find out where he, he works, you know, see what the chemistry is like they they, they already have an idea so yeah. um no. i th- i think it would be safer to not start him i agree because because if you if you send him in for the last 20 minutes or whatever then it's like yeah jefferson's back but you also don't expect a ton mm-hmm. if we like start him right off the bat and he doesn't show great uh which would most likely be for, you know, chemistry reasons, like yeah. a ton of other reasons other than like, you know, he's not the right fit. Yeah, people would still be a little bummed out, I think. So, I, well, I hope that they just send him in. So you got you got to you've got to think though, um, like this is Jefferson Savarino is our Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Like he is the guy, honestly. And and the reason I say this is because he is in his prime right now. He is 25. Um, I think statistically a player is in their prime between like 24 and 28. Something like that. So he is in his prime and he chose to come back to RSL. So for us, he is our Zlatan. He is our Chicharito. He is our... Um, Vela. Uh, Vela, yeah, for lack of a better term. <laughs> um, so, with that in mind, can like, do we like? Can we afford to 
to not start him? Or, I mean, obviously, I the think we first can afford... back? Yeah. Yeah, I think, and especially with the way that RSL is playing right now, I they they should beat the Dynamo. And that's who they're, that's who they're playing on, on Saturday. I, I have full confidence that they will beat the Dynamo at home. Um, yeah, at home, it should definitely be a victory. So, is it necessary that Saverino plays for us to win? No. Would it be cool? Probably. Will he start? I'm leaning towards no. Same here. But all the like, very exciting that Jefferson Saverino is back. We are super excited to have him and to watch him play. I'm super excited to watch him play in person. It's going to be lit. Sorry, Josh. Wish you could be there. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be there in spirit. I'll FaceTime you during the game. When, he, <laughs> when Saverino comes in, I will FaceTime yep. you so you can share this moment with me. I'm like, do I buy a Saverino jersey? As like, 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 the, like I could buy the jersey and then be like, I bought this the day that he came back. Like this first game back, I bought this, and now he's in the RSL Halls of Fame. They named a they named that street after him, just that section of State Street that passes yeah. in front of the in front of the stadium. They named that Jefferson Lane, and everyone thinks it's because of you know Thomas Jefferson or something like that. But no, it's Jefferson Saverino. Wow, you're going all out with this. And I have the I have the jersey that I bought on the day that he came back. But I probably won't because I mean, jerseys are expensive. Yeah. But anyways. I, I will eventually. Eventually. Not... Well my my one worry is that he like he like stays for a year and then leaves. Goes to Europe. Something like that. I don't know. And I just yeah. bought this jersey. I mean it's still a cool story though. Oh yeah, I think it's unlikely that he goes somewhere else. You think he finishes career his career with RSL? I think there's a good chance. Yeah. Um. You know, barring the fact, unless he completely flops or totally blows up, I think there's a good chance he or totally blows up his body and gets injured. Yeah. First game back, um, tears his ACL. Stop saying these things. <laughs> Don't even think that. Stop it. Sorry. Knock on wood. Is my desk made of wood? I don't know. I'm knocking on it. Um, But yeah, I mean, he wanted to come back here, so I don't think he's looking to move anytime soon. I think big, big things would mm -hmm. need to happen for a move to happen relatively soon, so... Yeah, it's in. But, it's, but yeah. We're, we're not thinking about that. We're not no. talking about that. He's, He's literally. Back. He got here today, and <laughs> you got me talking about him potentially leaving. Shame Every, on you, Dex. Everyone else in the RSL world's like, "Oh my gosh, Saverino's back!" Us at here at the right, we're like, "Oh, so like, what are the? When is he gonna leave?" <laughs> no. Oh gosh. We are yep. happy that he's back, and we are so it's excited all to see coming play. together. Um, so that does beg the question, with Saverino starting, let's, let's pretend, let's, we're gonna do a little, 
Everybody close your eyes and imagine with me. What? Unless you're driving. Unless you're, yeah, unless you're driving, you should probably not do that. Um, or anything else that requires eyesight. Just <laughs> close your eyes where appropriate. And imagine with me, you can do this if you can't, if you're not closing your eyes, but imagine with me that RSL has all of their pieces. Everyone is back from injury. What does the formation look like? Uh, four, two, three, one. Boo! But what I want... Boo! Is... Three, four, three. We'll see. Explain, Josh. Why do you want the three, four, three? Uh, because I think we're... Because I think it maximizes the value we can get from Brody and Herrera. Herrera is one of our best players, and I think we're just wasting his offensive talents in a four-man back line because he doesn't have the freedom to get forward. Um, and, yeah, ooh, I'll, I'll get to that later, but the strength of this team right now is its back line, um, and I just think that the 3-4-3 three, three allows the back line to shine. The, and when I say the back line, I'm I'm including the wing backs in the three four three. The back line um, to shine. Boom. But uh, but yeah, that's I've been saying that all season. I so. know you have. I've I've been. <laughs> you've you've been telling me that for the entire season. Just kidding. Yeah. I mean, you have, but I'm not like annoyed at you or anything. You're entitled to your opinion. Um, I honestly think that we're going to stay with the 4-4-2. And my reasoning with that is that Lawfulsind showed us that it's possible to have the 4-4-2. So I think Krylock, when Krylock comes back, because he's, I think he's the main piece that we're missing now, um, is when Krylock comes back, he will be the starting center midfielder, and then Lawfulson may come in, like, after and, and sub in for him. Think some sort, like, that sort of relationship. Um, but usually Krylock goes the full 90. Yeah, but he's, I mean, like, 32 now. Season, he's 32 with nerve damage. Well, we don't, maybe it's not permanent. I don't, I didn't say it was permanent, but, like, <laughs> he's getting old. Yeah. So I could see them wanting to, you know, or, you know, Lawfulson can play anywhere. So we you take off Miram, and then you take off one of the forwards, put Anderson Julio in, and you take off Miram, and now you've got a 4-2-3-1. A, a so, like, but I think that we start with the 4-4-2, and the reason I think that is because I think Pablo likes the two-striker formation. I think that the reason for acquiring both Bobby Wood, I mean, basically acquiring... Cordova when we have Bobby Wood is so that we can play two strikers. And we've seen that we have other options such as Anderson Julio or Jonathan Menendez? Question mark? I didn't think that I would be including him in this conversation, but 
Jonathan Menendez that can play up as striker. That kind of just and it, it's there are so many different possibilities that we could we could you know different formations for you know whatever that we could uh, roll out with with the four four two with the two strikers up top so i think that's eventually the way that we'll go um but yeah that's yeah it should be it's going to be interesting to see and we'll get a first look at it on saturday but exciting exciting stuff yeah i'm i'm super pumped so, I have a question for you now. All right. Um, once everyone's healthy, once all the pieces are here, do you think this team can be a true contender for the MLS Cup? So, define do true you... contender. Like, like. So, true contender is like we actually have a, a shot to win it, right? There's, There's a... There's contenders, then there's, you know, the playoff teams, mm-hmm. and then there's everyone outside the playoffs. So the way I see it is, like, your contenders are the top two, maybe three yeah, in each conference, maybe four, possibly. And then you have the teams that make it into the playoffs but don't really have, you know, the juice to get all the way there and then you just have everyone else do you think that this team with all the pieces can be contenders because right now i think uh we're squarely in the we're gonna make the playoffs but i don't think we're true contenders category um but that's before we get all the pieces together Mm -hmm. so so what do you think for this i'm gonna go back to the fact that rsl is fourth in the west and ninth in the latest um mls power ranking um and this is this is before the uh they take into account the uh um win at montreal so they'll likely go up because of that because montreal was ranked fairly high in the uh power rankings as well um but so first of all, they've managed to do all of this with the lowest guaranteed uh, player salary in the league, and also plagued by injuries for the first you know couple weeks of the season. And st- I th- I think you still consider them plagued by injuries because Demir Krylock has played a, a total of what four games this season, and yeah. he he was our leading goal scorer last year. Mm-hmm. So. If you take into account what they've been able to do with what they've given, and then also now the fact that we're adding all of these, like we're adding Anderson Julio to the mix, we're adding adding Jefferson Saverino, hopefully we'll get Crylock back. Um, I mean, they've they're, they've definitely proven themselves that they can do you know accomplish things with what they've got. Um, so I'm gonna say, yeah, I think they can be true contenders um, by the end of the season. It it really does depend on how how they take advantage of what that what they have, um, and if they can get all the pieces to mesh together. But I think I think the the tools are definitely there. Yeah, honestly, I'm in the same boat. I think that the the floor is 
we make the playoffs. And I think the ceiling, if everything comes together, is that we may actually be uh, looking at a team that could make the MLS Cup final at the end of the season. Well, um, they almost did it last year. Don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that was, you know, that was that was a different. They went from barely making the playoffs to almost winning the whole thing. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah. But I mean, uh, every contender needs a solid back line. Mm-hmm. And that's this team's strength. I genuinely think we have one of the best. Actually, I think we have the best defensive unit in the league. And you can say that's a hot take, but when you take into account the defensive uh, performance and the offensive production from our back line this season, mm-hmm. like. That is unmatched. The defense is doing everything for this team. Um, Marcelo Silva's totally stepped up. Justin Glad is as good as ever and somehow keeps getting better. Herrera's back. He looks like, you know, nothing changed. Yep. And Brody stepped up as well. McMath has stepped up. I mean, we have been super stout defensively. And then we're also producing goals and we're, um, we're about to add more offensive pieces that's the that's the thing that i that i'm really excited to see is that we are like we're finally finding where all of these players are going to fit and we're finally making it work yeah and that's the only question mark like the offense has been hit or miss all season um what's really promising is that we keep winning games even on the nights when the offense misses Mm -hmm. (laughs) the mark uh we've still won quite a few of those games um if the offense can get together it looks fluid there's chemistry we're creating chances then i think this is a contender if things don't click like we would hope then we'll probably make the playoffs and you know continue to retool but Mm -hmm. I mean, the defense is going to stay solid, uh, and this team just has grit, you know? And yeah. everyone keeps underestimating us every single week, and we keep making it happen, so Bef- like, it's, it's been fun. Eventually, you just have to accept the fact that, you know, if a team keeps winning, you have to accept the fact that they're a good team. And yeah. And let's not forget that RSL's schedule is about to get significantly easier than their first, you know, 12 games. Um, like, in those, in those first 12 games, they pretty much played the, the, the top of each of the, the conference standings from last year, as well as some surprises like Austin, who was at the bottom, but now they're at the top, things like that. Um and now they're starting to play some of the the easier teams in in each each conference. So um, easier teams, and we're playing them at home. Exactly. A lot of those games against the toughest competition were away games. Yeah, I mean, well. so like if you look at the wins, like they've beaten Seattle, New England, Nashville, L.A., Austin, and Montreal. 
Yeah. Like actually, I, now that you list that off, most of those were home games, but the big wins. New England and Montreal were not home games. Yeah, but Nashville, Seattle, and but, yeah, but I Galaxy I think that that's kind games. of their strategy though. Um, RSL has always been a dominant team at home. Um, they're undefeated at home this season, so I think they're going to continue to make that work for them and you know get points on the road when they can. Um, but in terms of making the playoffs, like that's really all you need to do. Yeah, that's not a lock, but we should make the. Playoffs. It'll it'll get you most of the <laughs> way. Yeah, we we should definitely make the playoffs. Um, but yeah. So uh, next week, who are we playing? Houston. Houston, right? Yep. And it's on—is it a Saturday game or yes, a Sunday game? It is the twenty-eighth. So Saturday, the twenty-eighth. Sweet. So that's going to be a great game. Um, you should all watch it, and if you can, go in person because we want to. This will be the sixth consecutive sellout game. If. Um, if it is a sellout, so that's going to be... Um, dude, oh, okay, sorry. I just looked at their schedule coming up. So RSL plays Houston, then Vancouver, then San Jose, then Columbus. Yeah, that's that that's their June lineup. Vancouver, yeah. San Jose, Columbus. June, a lot of bad teams, basically. Yeah, Columbus is number 12th in the East. Vancouver is dead last in the West. And then San Jose is number 11. So, easy. Yeah. I mean, San Jose, since they fired their head coach, they've been doing much better. They've been doing better. better. Yeah, didn't they hire Wondolowski? Not as their head coach, but they hired him as a coach? Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, I know that they didn't hire him as their head coach. Yeah. They might have hired him as a coach. Good for Wando. Yay. Love him. He didn't deserve all the hate he got. I hate him. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's just about it for this episode. Anything? Any last words, Josh? All right. No. I'm at well. Krylock probably won't play, but Julio may potentially be available. Yes, his injury game. was not as serious. That I think they did a good job of catching it. Well, he did a good job of catching it before it became a problem. Yeah. Um, and so, then, didn't you also say that Menendez and um, Holt are training with the team again? Full training? Yeah, so Menendez and Holt are both um, there. They were in full training. So we might see them on the roster. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they, I ex- they probably won't play, but yeah. they may be listed as available. So you know, just uh, injury things to keep on. An yeah, Kapelhoff is back, by the way. He is. He was on the roster. He was on the travel team for Montreal. I, so he may have actually been on the roster for Austin. Was he? I know we mentioned it. Um. The first game he was back. I'm checking. Yeah, yeah, he was available for oh. Austin as well. So, <laughs> well, that's old news. He should definitely be good. Kapilov's go. back. Whatever. He's been back for a while. <laughs> uh, but right. yeah, you know that's that's it for me. 
All right. Well, um, you guys stay, stay cool out there. Stay frosty. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. See ya.